Greetings from Bethany Lutheran in Warren, Oregon. Today my message is based on Psalm 121, which, which reads, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The quintessential novel that captured the essence of the 1980s was Tom Wolfe's The Bonfire of the Vanities. This novel skillfully and perceptively captured the spirit of covetousness so that so characterized that yuppie decade of conspicuous consumption. A year or so after the novel came out, Wolf gave a lecture at Michigan State University. Among other things, he talked about the research he did for the novel because he wanted to deal with the whole sweep of life in a place like New York City. Wolf spent time both in corporate boardrooms with the beveled oak paneling and out on the streets among gang members in the dirty back alleys of the city. At one point, Wolf noticed that some of the gang members and other young people he interviewed were wearing a curious kind of necklace. Upon closer inspection, he realized that what some of these folks were wearing on a chain like a necklace was actually the hood ornament off of Mercedes-Benz cars. Hood ornaments that had clearly been literally torn off the front of such cars. The cars from which the hood ornament turned necklace came were owned and driven by the wealthy elite of New York. And that is when it dawned on Wolf that both higher end and lower end New York, it was all about status symbols. Those who could afford it drove the actual cars. Those who could not afford it donned the key symbol of luxury from the hood of those same cars. But it was all the same. It was all about money, about status. Indeed, it was the very same status symbol for both groups. The temptation to reach for all the wrong things as sources of status, comfort, and help are common to all. We like to look to the high places. Some climb the corporate ladder and dream of the boardrooms on the 37th floor. Others look for help to power centers like Washington, D.C., Tokyo, or Dubai. Too many are starstruck by astronomical athletic salaries. Others are in love with the Dow Jones or NASDAQ indexes as long as they go up. 
<clears throat> Philosopher James K.A. Smith wrote about the idolatry of the shopping mall. We're told that all the help we need is available right there for a price. Just look at the window displays. They show us how with the right clothes, the right perfumes, the sexy undergarments, the high-end kitchen gadgets, the latest sneakers, the biggest big screen that our wall will hold, the iPhone with three cameras in it, the longest jewel-encrusted fake nails, in short, the high-end indulging lifestyle, then our lives will be complete. We as believers need to see all this and ask the key question, yes, but where do I find my status? Where does my help come from? The correct answer is, of course, from God. And we find it in Psalm 121. It starts off with, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The psalm goes on to list how and when God will protect us. It ends with, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Psalm 121 is part of a group of psalms known as the Songs of Ascent. These were the songs Jewish pilgrims sang or chanted on their way up to Jerusalem for one of Israel's holy festivals, like Passover. These spiritual pilgrimages meant days on foot over dusty and dangerous paths. Singing psalms like Psalm 121 taught the children that God was reliable, even in difficult times like a journey up the steep hills and mountains of the promised land. By the way, kudos to those of you who played Christian songs or listened to a Christian radio station on car trips with kids or grandkids, because too many of us resort to Old MacDonald, B-I-N-G-O, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz, and the beloved 99 bottles of beer on the wall, rather than I have the joy, 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 or I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Psalm 121 is also called a psalm for sojourners, or the traveler's psalm. Some families read this psalm the night before a big vacation road trip. However, it's bigger in scope than a road trip. It's used to remind us of the Lord's protection over our entire lifetimes. It's common for Jewish families to post Psalm 121 in delivery rooms, in the baby stroller, or in their child's room. This psalm has been used in services both at the beginning and the end of life. In older versions of the Lutheran baptismal service, as the person to be baptized comes to the font, the pastor would say, The Lord preserve thy coming in and thy going out from this time forth and forevermore. Some contemporary funeral services and services for the burial of the dead use Psalm 121. The last verse has been used as blessing for a home. Jesus called his disciples to a life on the road. 
Occasionally, he sat with his disciples gathered around him, yet most of the time Jesus said, follow me. We are to live the life of a sojourner on a journey. As we do, the Lord will watch over our life, our going, and our coming from the beginning through eternity. When the ancient Jews lifted their eyes to the hills on their way to Jerusalem, they could see shrines built to false gods. They could also remember the mountains in their religious history. Mount Moriah, on which Abraham sacrificed the lamb in exchange for his son Isaac. Mount Sinai, where Moses met God and was given the Ten Commandments. Mount Carmel, where through Elijah, God defeated the idol Baal. The Mount of Transfiguration, where the glory of the Lord burst through his earthly form. The Mount on which Jesus gave his famous sermon on the kingdom of God. And Golgotha, where the redemption was completed. Yes, we lift up our eyes to the hills and remember that our help comes from the Lord of all creation. He will not allow our spiritual footing to slip. He will not sleep. Rather, he will protect us day and night. He will keep us in the palm of his hand. The Lord God will keep us from all evil. Though danger be all around us, it cannot harm our spiritual life. We have a God big enough to trust and personal enough to care. In Jonathan Safran Foer's novel, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, Oscar Schell is a nine-year-old boy whose father's been killed in the 9-11 terrorist attack in the Twin Towers. Understandably, Oscar is deeply disturbed by that terrible loss. So when he finds a key in his father's closet, hidden in an envelope marked black, he is more than interested. He sets out to find the lock that the key will open, convinced that it will tell him something important about his dead father. So all by himself, at nine years of age, he sets out to visit every black in New York City. Consulting his telephone book and a map of the city, he goes out to meet total strangers by the name of Black in search of that lock. As we read the book, we're worried for him, wondering how can he do such a thing all alone? And we wonder with more than a little disgust, where on earth is his mother through all this? Finally, by a convoluted set of circumstances, Oscar learns that it was not his father's key at all. It was simply a key hidden in a vase that Oscar's father had bought at a rummage sale. <clears throat> Angry that his search was in vain, Oscar destroys everything associated with his search. But that is when he discovered that his mother knew about his activities all the time. In fact, she had contacted everyone in New York with the name Black, telling them what Oscar was doing. All of them knew ahead of time that he was coming and thus gave him generally friendly receptions. 
She gave him the freedom to conduct his search alone, but she was watching over him all along by going ahead of him and setting up his appointments. Oscar had to go alone to accomplish his mission, but she prepared the way so he was safe. Life is full of many dangers. The physical, disease, injury, accident, war, infirmity, or natural disasters. The economic, recession, unemployment, outsourcing, downsizing, insolvency, debt, or theft. The spiritual, doubt, evil, corruption, fundamentalism, extremism, or false teaching. From where will your help come? I invite you to take a moment to consider what is your greatest fear. Now get a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen. Now write your fear down on that piece of paper. Now throw it away and say, my help comes from the Lord maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Rest secure knowing that the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Thanks be to God. Amen.